back, everybody. This is the Let It Fly podcast. Today, with me, like always, Travis Reed. Hi. Hi. Hi, Jesse. I'm Jesse Cornelson. Uh, this is going to be a mainly uh, Super Bowl podcast, so let's just jump right in. Right now, the line has moved to um, Rams plus two and a half. Um, right now, on on my bookie as Rams plus two and a half plus 100. What do you think about that? Um, well, I've already bet the Rams. Uh, I think the Rams is still the right side. I actually paid up for the three. I did plus three minus 125. Yeah. Um, whenever it first got there, I didn't think it would stick around at three very long. Uh, most of the books that have moved to three have had to go back down to two and a half. Um, yeah, I mean... Like I said, the model I have said Rams minus one. A lot of the other models that are out there, they had it similar, like Rams small, small favorites. Uh, if anything, it's a toss-up. So right. I think it's mostly just kind of people banking on, you know, what the Patriots have done in previous years and kind of just banking on that um, and saying, well, this team should be favored. And they very well could win, and people will feel, you know, Vindicated about yeah, I was right. Uh, I knew the Patriots was, were going to win, but I, I just think the numbers off. So I, 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 I still like the Rams in the spot. I do too. I like the Rams, especially at the plus one hundred. Um, and the over under line now is at fifty eight. Um, you know, obviously that's fifty eight minus one ten. Both sides. Is there a side that you like in that? Um, I, I lean under on that one. I do too. Most of. Most of the consensus books are at like fifty six and a half, um, whereas you know my bookie, which you're looking at, is more of a square book. So they're going to be um, that, that's actually a point and a half higher than the, most of the market. So I actually kind of like under there if you uh, if you do have yeah uh, you know my bookie as an option. That's my that's I think that's going to be my biggest bet is going to be that parlay, the Rams plus two and a half um, parlayed with the under. So. At at two and a half, and then fifty eight. That's that's my bet. That's the bet I'm going to put in for this week. So, now, are you tempted to take Rams on the money line at all? I am. Of... No, I am. I think the Rams are probably going to win, but I'm going to go ahead and give myself that two and a half points for that parlay. I will put some money on Rams money line as well. Um, just not as much. That there's a it's Patriots minus one fifty, Rams plus one twenty five. So. You know you're you're paying to do that, but at the same time, I actually like I like the Rams to win the game outright. Yeah, um, I'd I love could be wrong, to, but yeah, I'd love to you know tease it, uh, tease the Rams up to up eight and a half. Yeah, that's perfect kind of teaser logic. Problem is, there's no other game. To no tease other it game, <laughs> and I really don't feel like teasing the total up. Um, so in this case, you could tease it up to you know sixty three or sixty four, whatever it is mm-hmm. at your book. Uh, but teasing total is just it's not a good idea no, in the long run it may work out in this game but uh yeah there's just it, it's a like i said the rams are perfect two and a half to eight and a half is the perfect kind of range that i look for yep um but there's just not a second leg to add to it so yeah that's the unfortunate part and that's probably why a lot of the books went ahead and moved it down to two and a half you know well yeah they're not really concerned about teasers right. if it's the only game on the board so right. Um, so what do you think about the game itself? Like you have the Rams as a favorite in your mind, uh, in your model, 
Like, what gives the Rams the edge here in your in your opinion? Um, I mean, better players, I guess. Um, How I mean, much do you factor in the coach? Probably not enough, to be honest. There's not a whole lot of. Um, granted, what the coach does, you know, gets integrated throughout all the season stats and things that go in all the inputs of the model. Right. But uh, you could make a case that you know decision making. Um, you know, should increase or decrease a team's win probability. And I would think that it would favor the Patriots in that situation. Oh, well, yeah. Um, I think the Patriots would be favored over anybody in that situation. But I'm and, saying, like, in a close game, that's, you know. And especially you after McVay screwed up so badly in the NFC Championship. Yeah. Like, I really thought highly of his, you know, what he does. And then yeah. some people started going back and look at some of his other fourth down and shorts, and he just – he doesn't go for it enough. Right. That's his kind of his weakness right now, um, and maybe he'll I think learn that, to do I that. Mean, and, what is he? Thirty-two. Yeah, he's thirty-two. I think that some of that it, it'll be learned with experience. Yeah, um, and, and some of it, especially because this is now his just second year of coaching, mm-hmm. and so he doesn't have that many games to go off. And especially when you're a rookie coach and you're that young, you're probably less likely to take those oh, risks. Yeah. You're just trying to kind of. Stay head above water. Right not now, I think now I think at this point though, he knows he's got some job security. Oh yeah, like he like, every like last team... week he shouldn't have been scared to go for it. No, and I he, agree. And he, so um, we'll kind of see how that plays out. But yeah, I think that's a factor. Um, what a lot of people are like. What about the clutch factor? I don't buy into that. I, that's bullshit to me. That doesn't exist. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree in some circumstances. I do. In most circumstances. But I will say that there are quarterbacks that give you more confidence. That There are teams and, and players and coaches that give you more confidence in the clutch than, yeah. than others. But if you think about it, think of all the quarterbacks in your head without naming any. Okay. Um, that you're like, wow, I'm pretty comfortable with them. You know, two minutes left, needing to score. Aren't those all the best quarterbacks in the league anyway? Aren't you thinking of Aaron Rodgers? Aren't you thinking of Tom Brady? Yeah, absolutely. Aren't you thinking of like Russell Wilson? Like, you're thinking of like those guys are already good. But so who am I not thinking of? Jared Goff. Yeah, I, I'm, well, Goff, I'm not saying that. Yeah, he's but Goff's bad. not that good. Yeah, Goff's not that good. He's like a middle of the road quarterback. But that's built into, I mean, that's built into the model. Right. I I, I get that. But what I'm saying is. In a tight situation, in a in a very evenly matched game, like like what we expect to see, does the clutch factor because you've got Tom Brady on one side and you've got Jared Goff on the other side, you know, does that come into your head at all? No, um, no, not really. I mean, it's... I just know that I've seen, <clears throat> and, and and I hate to bring this up on you, but you saw you saw it last, you know, two weeks ago with the Chiefs game. You got to a spot where you had the right quarterback and the right coach, and they knew where to exploit their defense and what to do in those situations, and some guys don't. And that's where I think it may not be a clutch thing. It might just be a, okay, we've seen this all game. We're going to attack this spot, whereas another quarterback, you know, when he hit Edelman over the middle for a 16-yard gain, another quarterback might say, Oh, I've got, you know, whoever on the outside, you know, running one-on-one. I'm going to try to throw it to him instead. Right. But I don't think that decision-making changes much in the last, you know, 
four minutes of the game as it does. Like, that's what they do the whole game. Like, they, they're just doing this. They run the same offense. Granted, they'll speed it up or slow it down based right. on the situation. But what they did on the, the overtime drive and, you know, the fourth quarter drive, like, their offense wasn't drastically different in those drives than what they did the rest of the game. No. They just kept attacking the same spot. That's why, I mean, Romo kept, you know, <laughs> calling out the place because they only had, like, three or four different options that they were doing and just attacking the middle of the field or, if you know, Gronk one-on-one. Get Gronk so, one-on-one. So, I mean, it's not – I will say that there are other teams that make mistakes that the Patriots rarely, if ever, do, which could come back to hurt them. And, like I said, the uh, not going toward on fourth down could be a huge one. Um but well, I, I there's Belichick's just, been more conservative this year as well. He's punted more often this year than I than he has in the past. Yeah, I think part of that is their their offense isn't explosive as it has been in right. years past. Yep. Um, years past, I think he was okay with if we don't get it and the other team scores, I'm fine. We can come back and score. Mm-hmm. The Patriots this year. They they plod along. They're oh yeah. They're I mean that first drive against the Chiefs. I think it was like a nine minute drive. Yeah, that's how they that's how they do it now. They eat clock, run the ball, quick passes that keep the clock moving. There's not a lot of incompletes. It's just right death by paper cuts type of offense. So um, especially late in games or into halves and things like that. Whereas the Patriots thought, well, we can just start you know chucking some thirty yard bombs to Gronk and stuff like that. That's, right, right. That's just not in. That's not really how they play anymore. Yeah, it's they, not really they how they do this. Really. Yeah, I mean, okay. So here's here's the your model. This is where I was coming back to. Your model has it at the Rams basically a point should be like a point favorite. Yeah. So it's it's essentially a three point difference between. Or three and a half point different between what the consensus has it at Patriots minus two and a half and the Rams at minus a point. Right. So that's where I'm saying in a game like this, where we're talking about coaches and players, in a game that's so close like that, do you? I mean, I, it makes it hard for me to say, yeah, I trust the Rams here because I don't know if I do. I, I really don't. I, I that's going to be my bet. That's what I'm going with because that's what the math says, and that's what I wanted. That's what my head is saying. But in my heart, I'm just like, man, I don't, I don't know if I trust Jared Goff to make a game-winning drive if he needs to in a tight game. I mean, they're yeah. going to have to score at the end of the game more than likely if they're going to win, and that's where it's just like, eh, I don't know. That's where I'm I mean, on the fence. There's, there's. There's a wide array of possibilities. The Rams could blow them out. The Patriots could blow the Rams out. I mean, then we also, yeah. have, I mean, so, everything in between. Yeah, and everything in between. So it, it's kind of this whole spectrum of results. What's the average? Um, whenever people see like projections like this, I think they think that's what we think the score is going to be. Right. This is the average out of all the different times if we could play this game. On average, the Rams by one is what your, we would set it at. Your particular model that you use runs 10,000 simulations, right? Yeah. So over 10,000 simulations, you have the Rams basically a point a point ahead per game. Right, exactly. So, I mean, so which, the Rams are, the Rams like are winning. Well, it, I mean, you get, if you think about it, I mean, you have basically the Rams outscoring the Patriots by 11,000 points over 10,000 games. You said it was 1.1 or something like that? Yeah. So, I mean, 
you're, you're what you just think the the Rams offense is just better than the Patriots defense. Uh, yeah, I think that's true. Um, yeah. and I think the the Rams defense is going to be an overlook too. Um, especially the defensive line because every time the Patriots have lost, it's always been the defensive line has gotten after the quarterback without having to blitz. Right. And I think the Rams have a formula to do that. Um, well, because they attack the interior more than the, than the edge. Right. Because um, they have the best player in the game you know, on the interior of their line. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, it's not exactly like the Giants where they had Strahan and um, or I JPP. JPP. Um, but, I mean, still, if you can get basically move him off his spot, yeah. which the Chiefs were unable to do the whole game. Yeah. Um, that's but, that's how you can beat them. So I think that's kind of an underrated thing. Granted, they might just again the they Chiefs, might just target Marcus Peters all day long and just eat him up. Right. So. The Chiefs also they're they're I mean obviously they they led the league in sacks, but those are coming off the edge most of them. Yeah. I mean with with Houston and those I mean that's coming off the edge. So as long as the tackles and their chips and different they weren't getting pressure up the middle on on Brady and I think that that played into the strength of the Patriots. Yeah. I mean their offensive line was really the MVP of that game. Oh yeah. Um and they they might do it again this game. Um the granted they'll never actually win the MVP. It'll right. they would give it to Brady or something, but um yeah, that's who's really you know kind of carried them through this whole uh playoff run. So what do you okay, moving on past the game we're both kind of on the same side. I was just kind of playing devil's advocate. We both like the Rams in this spot. Prop bets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you have some favorites. Let's go through. Uh, let's go through some of your props. Give me a couple, and then I'll tell you a couple that I like. Uh, so I like all the James White props. Okay. Um, I, I I do think if the Rams do get pressure, um, you know they're going to be looking to you know dump off passes. Uh, plus, I mean, just getting James White just, you know, in the slot, um, you know, anytime they can match him up against a linebacker or something like that, they're just looking to take advantage of it. Um, I, so I like his over on catches, over on yards. Um, he was 20-1 to 1 to win MVP. I think that's been bet down, so the value's probably gone. I think mm-hmm. last I looked, he was like 14-1. to 1. Um, So James White, before we go on, the receptions is six. Yeah, I like, you like the over. over in that. Yeah. Okay. Rushing yards. I don't like that one. Okay, I was gonna say that's fifteen and a half. No, I don't. I guess I should have. I like him as a pass or as a receiver. I think he probably will be their leading receiver in the game. So you like it over fifty-two then? Yeah. Yeah. And then what about the rush plus receiving at seventy-eight? Uh, no, I'd rather not even touch the rushing yard. He might not get a single rush. Right. True. Um. So I'd rather just bet more on the receiving than. You know, try to spread out my allocation. Just this is this is one that I like on the as far as the prop goes. Um, Todd Gurley, sixty-seven and a half rushing yards. Yeah, it's the perfect buy low opportunity for Gurley. Yeah, if you think he's healthy, then you got to go over because I mean, yeah, his like his over under all year is going to be what like the night eighties, nineties, eighty eighty-six, you know, something like that, and so now. Now you're getting him at 67 just because C.J. Anderson has had a couple. And the thing is, Gurley's still averaging more more yards per carry. You know, it's just a matter that C.J. Anderson has got, you know, 17 more carries this postseason. 
it's just, I don't know. Or however many. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. But I think if he was, if it was a question of health, which McVay came out and said after the game, Todd's fine. After after their NFC championship. So did he. He said he was fine. Yeah. He's like, so, I was playing like shit. Yeah. So I, I, if you think he's healthy, that is a perfect opportunity to go ahead and, and take the over on that 67 and a half. That's one I really like. Yeah. One more I, I looked at. I haven't bet it, uh, was the Gronk under, going back to it. Um, it burned me in the AFC Championship. Yeah, it burned you hard. Um, burned me hard. Um, <laughs> in more yeah. ways than one. <laughs> yes. Not only are you taking my money, you're taking my soul. Um, yeah, I thought about going back to that well again. Uh, but again, coming off the bye, it kind of makes me, I mean, especially if this is his last game, which it, like the whisp- it's becoming more than whispers. A lot of people are expecting this to be his last game. Right. Like, isn't he just going to get shot up with all sorts of steroids and just be like, "All right, this is my last." Yeah. Let's go. Let's like, <laughs> let's get it. Yeah. Let's get after it. So uh, the the I'm, number on the yards is fifty four and a half. Or were you talking receptions? Uh, I was going to go yards. Fifty four and a half, and you like the under in that? Yeah, but I haven't actually. You haven't pulled the trigger on that one. I'm reluctant after <laughs> he killed me last week. True. True. Two weeks ago. I, I'm gonna take the under and Brandon Cooks receiving yards at seventy three and a half. I could see him getting, you know, six catches for sixty five yards. Well, if it's, I mean, that's not that much that far under. No, but I'm yet. saying like I could yeah. see him trying to see them trying to get him the ball, all short stuff underneath. See, I think Woods is gonna be the short guy underneath guy, and then Cooks is gonna be the. Uh blow the lid off guy. So I think that's why they have it. Well, Wood, Woods is actually the favorite for, or the, I shouldn't say the favorite. He's the got guy, they got, yeah, yeah. The, the more yards at 75 and a half. Yeah. But anyway, those are a couple of the props. That, what about any, any like weird props, like yeah. out there props that you like? Uh, I don't know if I like it. It was somebody else was telling me about it. Um, that, I bet Kylie oh, Jenner yeah. to show yeah, up on stage at twelve to one. Uh, I could name Kylie Jenner if there was a, a lineup. If there was six, <laughs> you know, women that were there, I couldn't tell you which one that was. And they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> this one guy's getting married or thinking <laughs> about propose to her or something." And I guess that was somewhat leaked. I was like, "Sure, I'll throw some money on that," and gives me a reason to watch the halftime show. So, okay, here's some. <laughs> I mean, here's some here's some that I I think are funny, national anthem props. Okay, I've bet on those before. There was one year where we hammered it because it came out like whoever somebody was there for the the warm up or whatever they whatever the what do you call it rehearsal. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, she went like eight seconds over. Like she, really? Yeah, and, so and you know just, they're gonna drag it out even a little further. Oh yeah, with you know. 55 billion people watching. Yeah, so we were just like, uh, max bet over, max bet over, until they at least, they're just like, no, no more. That's all you can no do. No more. <laughs> so, but that was fun, because then you're like, you, the game hasn't even started, and you're up at like four or five units. <laughs> okay, will will Gladys forget a word? Yeah. Plus 400 for yes, minus 700 for no. Yeah, first of all, the odds are terrible on that. Yeah, um, that's just really bad, but... <laughs> People do. I know. It happens more often than you think, even with these professionals. Um, and skipping a word, even. Just like, yeah. you know, skipping over a word because they drug out a note too long or something. Or they're catching their breath, you know. 
I that's that's one I thought was interesting. Um, what will she be wearing for the anthem? Yeah, see, I'm not skirt dress or pants slash shorts slash leggings. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> touching any of that stuff. No, I just thought they were funny. Like, oh yeah, they have uh, Gatorade. What color? Um, I mean, it's the amount of. <laughs> I do laugh at. You can bet on the coin flip. Yep. Um, heads or tails, and I think you can get like minus one hundred one, minus one hundred two on each side. Yeah, one hundred two. Yeah. And people are like, "Who is betting this? This is just ridiculous." And those same people will watch people bet red or black at a roulette table and think nothing of it. Yeah, it's like no it's the kidding. same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> like you're flipping coins and but you're not getting exactly fifty fifty odds. Because there's greens yeah. on a roulette table. So it's funny that this is somehow a degenerate behavior, but people sitting there at a roulette table, nobody thinks you know, two <laughs> things of it. Let's be um, honest. If I see you just sitting there at a roulette table, I'm going to think you're a degenerate. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not the you're only betting you red be or playing, black or not. The only time you should be playing, like, you should be standing around the table throwing like 25 bucks on a number and then hoping you hit and walking away. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. I've done that a time or two. Yeah. That's like when you're down and out and you're like, fuck it. How can I like get 30 times this money or else just <laughs> leave and go back to the hotel room? That's the only thing roulette is good for. So, quick roulette story. I was playing in in Philadelphia, playing poker, and got stacked. Shocking, right? Got stacked pretty... I mean, I thought I got stacked. Turns out, like, whenever I put chips on the table, I still had a $25 chip and a $5 chip in my pocket, right? And I'm walking out of the casino, and I have to walk by a roulette table. I reach in to grab my keys, and there's two chips in my pocket. And I pull them out. And I'm walking by the table, and the, the lady's getting ready to spin the wheel, right? So I just walk up. I put the $25 chip on, um, or I put, I'm sorry. I put, yeah, the $25 chip on number 22, which is black. And I put the $5 chip on the, on the black, right? And she spins the wheel. Oh, no, wait. No, I said that wrong. I reversed those. I was going to say five. five dollars on 22, yeah. 25 on black, right? Great story so far. She spins the wheel, like, says no more bets, calls off the bets, and then right before the ball hits, she's like, oh, this is a $10 game. You have to have, if you're going to play the inside, you have to have at least $10. I was like, well, I want 10 of my 25 then there. I want to have 10 and 15. And she's like, no, no bet. Ding, 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 ding. 22. <laughs> no kidding around. So... But but the reason why it became an issue is because she allowed me to place the bet and then called off, like said no more bets and then noticed it. She didn't say anything about it before. Yeah. So in any, in, I mean, in casinos, if they allow an illegal bet, okay, then, you know, you still get paid on that bet. They just make sure you don't do it again. And it's not like we're talking like, Hundreds of thousands of dollars here. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about it cost me 175 bucks, right? And I and they pay me on the black, obviously, but they they said that that bet didn't count, and then they didn't pay me for it, and I never went back. <laughs> no, that was that was that's I, when you know it's time to leave. Yeah, I never went. Yeah, when you exactly. pick the right number and you can't make any money off of it, it's probably time to go. But anyway, that was just my quick roulette story. That, it would have basically paid back all of my losses or close to it from the from the stacking. Yeah. My favorite is, uh, like on YouTube, 
Because uh, I'll search, like, poker videos and stuff like that yeah. every once in a while, and you'll see, like, related, and they'll be like, roulette system, guaranteed to win, oh and God. stuff like that. And I'm just like, who's watching these videos and going, this guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> this guy's <laughs> figured it out. Yeah. Like, yeah. as if it's, like, a sol- like, solvable game. It's it's uh, it's an impossible game to beat. Yes. I mean... Unless the wheel is broken, uh, you know, which used to happen. There was people that would go mm-hmm. around, and they would sit there for hours and just watch... Right. Just figure out. Um, but yeah, it's... It's seriously an impossible... That's why I said, if I see you just chilling at the roulette game, just sitting there for hours, I'm going to be like, this guy is a degenerate, and he's there for whatever reason, I don't know, but... Now, one time in college, we did do it. It was like a $5 game, uh, and I would bet five on red, my buddy would bet five on black, and we would just root against zero and just wait for the free drinks to come around. <laughs> and so all we had to do was pay five bucks every time a green came out. And other than that, we were just pushing. We would just slide the five bucks back and forth. That's not bad, yeah. actually. Yeah, that's, that's a good. That's a good system. Yeah, that that's. I yeah. can see that. I can see that being all right. Yeah, that was that wasn't bad. And then we just got to kind of hang around with people actually trying to risk money. And but we were just sitting there, just trying to get as many free drinks as possible. So the the one there was which one, is basically college in a nutshell. Yeah, that's I mean yeah. The <laughs> uh, no, the one guy that I ever sat there and actually appreciated what he was doing was he would just play a full section like of like seven or eight different numbers on the board. It, it didn't matter like he wasn't like randomly picking numbers. He was you know like. You know, the, the numbers off. right next to each other and just trying to hit a section. So he'd put like, you know, two or three dollars on each number. Let's say it's, you know, two through zero, which is, you know, six numbers there in between. And he would just play that section. And if it hit that section, he wins, you know, and he would play the same one every time. Yeah. And he actually did that night. I mean, I was there with him for, I don't know, 20 minutes or whatever, just jacking around and yeah. And I am a degenerate, in case you didn't realize. Like, I would call you a degenerate, but I have sat at a roulette table, <laughs> so I am one of those people. Yeah. but It's uh, a term of endearment, not just a... Yeah. Not yeah, just a... Not, it can be appreciated. So. Yes. Um, all right. So, any other prop bets? This is our final, final football game, so if there's anything else you want to add to the NFL season, now's the time. Fuck this game. That's what I want to add. Um, I really do, like... I guess this is just kind of crying over spilt milk, but man, I hate this game. <laughs> I yeah. really wanted the Chiefs to be in it. Um, so yeah, it's hard to be like I haven't even looked at as many props this year as I have in past years because I'm just I'm just ambivalent towards yeah like the whole thing. It's like I bet my Rams bet, um, and that was it. It's a tough man. It's it's tough. It'll be it'll be even worse if the Patriots win. Yeah. It'll be even worse. Well, just because fucking hate the Patriots. Well, it's just that the team that beats you goes on to win like their what sixth or seventh, whatever sixth title. Yeah. And you're just trying to get the first one you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. just want one. All my friends that I worked with back in Boston, they've seen like five of the last eight. Yeah. I, I want one. I just want one. Yeah. You know, I I, I, I have seen my team win two titles, so I get it. Yeah, brag it up. I, I mean, bitch. I'll throw that in there. I, I ain't. I ain't mad about Get it. Get out of here. Um, Podcast all right. over. <laughs> Cut the transmission. So the next thing we'll kind of get into briefly, um, let's talk about the NBA. 
Uh, the big story right now is Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis requested a trade last, or well, Technically his, his agent, agent has said that he requested a trade. Has Anthony Davis come out and said anything? No, I don't. I don't expect he never talks anyway. Um, so I mean, the tricky part is he can't get traded to Boston, who has the most assets to trade for him. Um, the Lakers obviously would like to get him. Um, I, if I'm any team, I don't see why you trade for him now, unless you're a team that's like an Anthony Davis away from competing against the Warriors this year. Right. Otherwise, just trade for him in July. Now, the only teams that shouldn't would be like if the Lakers say, well, if we can trade for him now, we don't have to compete with the Celtics in July. That's the kicker. That's why you would do it. But as far as actual basketball reasons, like the well, Lakers with LeBron and a bunch of junk are not doing anything anyway. Here, but here's the thing. This is the, the counter to that is, yeah, you're, you're right, but the Lakers offer, whatever they're going to be able to offer, whatever package they're going to be able to put together – is going to be virtually the same now as it will be in June, July. So if if they go ahead and try now and, and give them everything they've got and the Pelicans take it, now they don't, you're right. They don't yeah. have to compete, but their offer can't get any better. It's not like they're going to be able to move guys off their books beforehand and you know yeah but what what i'm saying is i would be more inclined kind of if i'm the pelicans i'm not i'm not taking any deal right now right exactly um but if the team that i would i'm trying to think of a good example like oklahoma city when they traded for paul george for that one year yeah like they like all right if we add paul george can we win a championship i mean it didn't work out but they at the time they thought yeah we can do this there has to be a team like that um whether it's a team like Toronto, Milwaukee, who's um, like Philadelphia, something like that. And I'm not, I know a lot of those teams, the trades don't work out. I'm just right. saying you have to be in a team in a position like if we got Anthony Davis, can we make a serious run at the Warriors? Because um, yeah. otherwise, why would you do it this year? Right. Well, and the only reason why is because of the, and the, the, the idea of the that, Lakers. Yeah. yeah. The idea that you've got, you know, you have two teams going after him. Hard come and with probably more assets than you've got. Right, that's what I'm saying. If I'm a team that actually wants them for basketball, because right now the teams that want them, they don't want them for basketball this year. Right, they want them for basketball next year. Right. Um. So, and I, I just don't. I I think the Lakers are the only team that wants to get them before Boston can. Otherwise, I think he stays put. Yeah. Well, I think he's staying put. I don't think. I. I this, that's what I'm saying. I don't think the Lakers can offer a deal. I don't think that they can put a deal on the table that would be better now than it will be in June or July. And if that's the case, and I'm the Pelicans and I'm looking at it, okay, well, they're going to be able to do this then. Why don't we just wait, hang on to him, and see what Boston will do or see what somebody else will do? Because that deal's not going to go away. And you also get the draft lottery. You know, right. You know who has what. I mean, you might not trade for a first-round draft pick now, but if the first round draft pick becomes the first pick, if right. we got Zion, would you trade Anthony Davis for that guy? Then it becomes a lot more enticing. Right. Like, okay. Um, yeah. So I, if I'm the Pelicans, I unless you just get blown away with something. Um, yeah. Which, and they're gonna. I mean, that's a big. It's a big contract, also that they're gonna be able to move. So. 
But the, the they have to match up the contract the way NBA works. So right. whatever money they take back has to right. be within a certain amount. So it's not like they're just you know going to be saving a ton of money either. But yeah, it's kind of a big story that came out, which I think will come out to nothing. Uh, yeah, it's not. It just cost it Anthony just, Davis fifty grand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's be honest. It cost probably LeBron fifty grand because LeBron probably paid Rich Paul and then probably and then Rich probably paid Davis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's, I mean, who cares? Who cares? They, yeah, it's 50 grand to yeah. those guys. That's what they throw out on the roulette table when they're yeah. walking away. Like, just <laughs> yeah. like, eh, we'll see if I can hit 22 black. I don't know. Here's 50 grand. That, that's the, uh, that's the way it works for them. So. Well, I don't know. That, there's, there's some intriguing things that are, that aside from Anthony Davis at the deadline, um, you've got some other, some other teams that are going to look to improve. Um, you know, at, are the Rockets going to try to improve? I think they will marginally. They're going to try to get, um, we talked a little bit about this last week with the buyout market. You can find, you know, additional shooters and right. things like that. But I don't think anybody's making a huge, you know, kind of splash. You don't think there's any splashes this year? No, I really don't. Like it's no. all, I, I think the biggest one could be the Grizzlies. Um, Getting rid of Conley, Conley and Gasol. Yeah, Gasol's tough to trade though. Yeah, I think Conley probably does go somewhere. He's too too good of a player to to waste this year. Right. Um, so I, I think Conley. I, I've seen the Bucks as rumored. That's that makes some sense. But Conley should go somewhere. I think that's probably the biggest type player. Maybe Kimball Walker, somebody like that. But I haven't seen a whole lot on Kimba lately. The last week or two. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. One thing, I mean, I know Davis wants out, and he doesn't necessarily get to choose where he gets to go, especially right now. Um, I still think you probably want to try to go east. But another good thing about waiting for him is he gets to see how the Warriors dissolve. Right. Because either Durant's gone, Clay is gone, Draymond's gone, two of the three, all three. Right. Uh, and we know Cousins is out for sure. Right. So, we, I mean... There's a whole lot of moving parts to this offseason where you could, before you demand a trade somewhere, you might want to know where everyone's going. Like, what if the Warriors re-sign everybody except, like, Draymond? And like, Cousins. Well, yeah, Cousins is gone. Uh, so then you still have Durant, Curry, and Clay. Right. And then they fill out the rest of the roster. You're still pretty screwed. <laughs> Do you really want to be in that division with the Warriors, or would you rather go somewhere out east, um, you know, and go play with, you know the Knicks or and I don't know where this came from, but I've heard some things like, uh, like Kyrie might be out. Yeah, Kyrie might leave Boston, go back to the Lakers, and yeah. play with LeBron again. Yeah, apparently they're all buddy buddy again. Yeah, that's weird. After all that, you don't know what it, you got until it's gone. It's true. Kyrie thought, you know what, I'm going to do this on my own. Then yeah. he left. And he's like, shit, I should yeah. stay with LeBron James. <laughs> Why didn't I stay with LeBron? Why did I do that? <laughs> You think he would know? He's, just, I think it's just part of you know getting older. He's yeah. just like, I'm maybe. How old is Kyrie now? What is he? 27, 28, something like that. I don't know. The old Google machine at it. Kyrie is. Twenty six. Twenty six. Okay, so he's still got several years, good years left. But you were over by two, so I, I win. So yeah, you win. You owe me ten thousand dollars. That's what we agreed to. You heard it here on the podcast. 
I'm just gonna edit this back and then like <laughs> put that in right before that. <clears throat> Show it to a judge. Anything else with the NBA? Um, I mean, Boogie's so good. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's yeah, so good. He's cleared all expectations, and it's like, well, <laughs> season's probably over. Yeah. It's uh, over for everybody. It yeah. really is. It really is. I mean, you're gonna need two injuries now. Yeah. You're going to need two. Um, One of them has to be Steph, though. Yeah. Because if Steph's still in there and he's got, you know, let's say, let's pretend like it's the worst two. Let's pretend like it's Durant and Cousins. Steph and Clay and Draymond have already won a title together. Well, Durant. Steph's Steph's like, he's having a ridiculous year. Yeah, one thing. Steph I, I kind of hope go. I hope the Warriors break up because the Warriors were much more fun when Steph didn't have to share as much, right? Because he took so many more ridiculous shots yes. and he just still makes them. Um, entertainment wise, the Warriors were so much more fun two and three years ago. Yeah, um, they're still just like incredibly good at basketball, but just Steph would just pull up and just shoot from anywhere, and you're like, <laughs> well, this is fun. Like Warriors were must see TV when whenever yes. they first started, and now they're they're not so much. They're they're still really good, but but if if it's if it's eleven o'clock at night and it's the second quarter of a Warrior game here in the Midwest, I'm not watching because the game's probably already over. They're already <laughs> up seventeen. You yeah. know, like I'm. But two years ago. I've watched just to see if how because yeah. you take like 12, 13 threes a game, yeah. And you'd be like, and four or five of them would be just like, ridiculous yeah, off the like, dribble, yeah, like off what the is dribble with two hands in his face, he's firing up teardrops from twenty nine, like it's crazy. Yeah, but so I kind of hope we go back to that. His usage rate, just I mean, when you have that many good players, it's you have to share it. So, um, yeah, I think the NBA is good game. It's over. Um, so uh, the East is still up for grabs, I guess. That's intriguing, Something. and the playoffs will be fun to watch. But uh, yeah, the Warriors are taking yeah the us fir- down. the first four weeks of the playoffs will be fun, and then you get into the then you get to the finals, and it's the, like... the worst part will be the finals build up too, because everyone will oh, be like, yeah. oh yeah, this is gonna be, a... and everyone's gonna. Be... I could see this going six or seven. <laughs> no, like no Warriors and five, just whoever it is. I don't even care. Yeah, Raptors, I would bet it five. right now. Warriors and five. I might even take four. I I mean, just see, Warriors in a sweep over anybody in the East. Yeah, I mean the Raptors are pretty good, I guess. But I don't know. I I would give I'd give any team one game in a five game set. I'd give any team one game. Yeah, I mean it's either four or five. Yeah, it's not going to be six. No. I wonder what that line is. Can you bet that yet? Uh, no, like not futures, yet. Like N- not like no, not in four. Usually not until the series start. Oh, which well, that's sucks. stupid. Um, I would bet. I, I seriously, I'd without bet all the money in my checking account right now, Warriors and five. <laughs> like right now, today. Then they go up three zero, and then you're sitting there like shit. <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't have any. I don't have much else. What about? Do you have anything you want to add in college basketball? I know you threw some futures bets out there. Yeah, so probably the past two weeks or so, I've been watching about four games at once every night. Um, you know, so really been catching up from everything I missed in football season. Uh, starting to get a feel for 
which teams are good. Been checking all the different sites, Ken Bomb, Sagarin, things, looking at those ratings. But uh, yeah, I've thrown some uh, some futures down. Uh, some which you liked, some which you didn't like. Well, uh, yeah, I just yeah, go ahead and tell them. All right, so I took Vatech, uh, Virginia Tech at sixty to one. I took Villanova at fifty to one. Uh, I got Purdue at eighty to one. Wisconsin at eighty to one and Louisville at ninety to one. Okay. I think they're all top twenty-five teams, and I think the tournament this year, much like last year, is pretty wide open. I don't think it's you know Duke, Kentucky, and you know you know Kansas and all those North Carolina. Yeah, I don't think all those teams are just gonna real ride to the. I think it's gonna be chaos again. I think these teams are pretty close. Um, so. so the the two teams that this is good radio right here. Yeah, that's how you know it's live. The the two teams that I don't like there are just two teams that I don't feel like are good enough to get there, and that's Purdue and Wisconsin. Yeah, I think that's the whole Big Ten sucks yeah. narrative type thing. Um, I get it. I mean Purdue. Well, here's the, do you think Mich- I mean. I don't know. It's, it's not that I said. I don't think that they're. I don't think that they're bad teams, and I don't think that they're bad in their conference or anything. But it's like if you put if you put those teams on the floor, you know, let's say they're two of the top four in the in the Big Ten. You put the top four teams in the Big Ten against the top four in the ACC, or you know, or the the, um, the not the Big East. What is it? The other good conference out there. What am I thinking of? I don't know. Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, the you, SEC. <laughs> the, you you put you put those teams out there, and they're just not as just not as good. I mean, they're just not. They play a different brand, and that that I think hurts teams. Like one of the best teams in the country. Even like you saw it last year. Okay, if you're predicated around grinded out defensive type games. And then all of a sudden you run into a team that, you know, shoots Virginia. I mean, Virginia, even this year, they're one of the best teams in the country. Like, there's no doubt about it. But they're also averaging, what, 61 points a game? Like, it's hard to win in that environment in a one-game scenario when that's your model. They're very, very good. They're going to have a great regular season. They're going to lose or win all but two or three games, four games. But, you know, I just don't see that in the past. That has not been the model that gets you there. Even, like, like even when you think back to a couple of the, like, not as great Kentucky teams that made big runs, you know, they lost 10 or 11 games throughout the year or nine games. And they were, uh, I remember there was one particular year, and I can't remember what year it was. I don't think it was last year. It wasn't last year. Maybe two or three years ago. They were an eight seed or a nine seed, yeah. And then they just blew out. They it, blew out the other eight or nine. Then they they beat the one. I think it was Wichita State. Wasn't weren't they the one yeah, that year? Yeah. What year yeah. was that? Uh, I think that was three years ago, maybe. Um, I mean, it's just like you know, you, they just play a different style, different brand. But that, I mean, Wisconsin's made it to a championship in last five or was that six years? Five or six years ago? That was and um, that's when fourteen. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not like it's impossible. And the good thing about taking these huge underdogs is you can start to hedge if they get to the uh, you know the second weekend. Right. 
Um, all I got to do is get to the Sweet 16. You can start kind of chipping away if you want. Um, you can kind of figure out, you know, how you're looking after that point. Um, but I will say this. I've had the the winner the last two years. No, two of the last three years, I guess. Really? Yeah. Um, I had Nova last year. What'd you, what price did you get him at? Do you remember? I think it was like, it wasn't too high. It wasn't as high as, I think it was like 20 to 1 or 25 to 1, something like that. Right. They weren't as big. So, um, I mean, I, I think, but I think like we saw last year, the reason I'm taking longer shots this year, I think there's more chaos. There's more, there's not that much difference between like a four seed and a 10 seed. Right. As there was a decade ago. Right. Uh, so I, I just, it's, it's just gonna suck. It's gonna suck for you if like three of them end up in the same in the same bracket. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Depends. As long as they don't play each other like the first round. If you can get like three or four, like all through the second weekend in the same bracket, that's all right because yeah. that really improves my chances when it gets of to the final four. It. Yeah. That's true. Um, but yeah, if they especially if they play each other in like the first or second round, you're like, damn it. Um, but yeah, I I. I like taking some of these long shots with, like I said, that are top twenty teams, um, right. because you're not. I mean, yeah, I'd love to bet, you know, Duke or Virginia at something, but the prices just aren't there. Duke's price is outrageous. What is it? It's like, let me look it up so I don't say anything stupid. But, but they're so far above second place, um, just because they know they're going to get Duke money no matter what. Right. Um, so they don't—they don't have to worry about getting a good price. It was uh, the same reason uh, for years and years and years when the Cubs were dog shit. Uh, right. The Cubs would still be like third or fourth on the futures board because every year people's—that was their yearly tradition. Let's go right. out and bet the Cubs. This is a year for the Cubs. Right. And uh, it's funny. All the stories came out that you know they lost a bunch of money on when the Cubs actually did win it, and I was like. Yeah, but look at the <laughs> 90, 100 years that you had before that where right. you just ca- raked it in, raked just it in, raked it in. every ticket. All right, so let me look up the futures market. Do, 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 do. All right. Duke at plus 250. Uh, the next is Virginia at 7 to 1. Like, it's just, there's just this huge gap there um, just because of Duke's name. Yeah, teams like Gonzaga. Uh, I was actually so I I usually like writing down the teams I like that I think are going to be good value, and then go look at the prices. Right. And Gonzaga is one. I was like, I bet they're kind of under the radar. Nah, they've kind of they're eight to one. They, they've they've moved <laughs> past under the radar. Um, used to be like every year Gonzaga was under the radar because right. there just wasn't enough games on TV. Now I think everybody the the secrets out Gonzaga is pretty damn good. Um, so Purdue right now is thirty three to one. Purdue at thirty three, yeah, and I have eighty. So you got it at eighty to one. Yeah. See, I'm not. It was it was before. So once they beat, it was before they beat Michigan State this past week. So that helped. Gotcha. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, there's some good value out there. A lot I, like, of, I like Texas Tech there. Te- uh, you like Texas Tech at forty to one. Forty to one. So yeah, there's Virginia Tech at forty to one. I'm at sixty, so getting some good line value you here. Get, That's you pretty got some good line value there. Pretty good ones. Um, yeah. Kansas is still there at twenty to one. Man, they don't they don't they look very good look, though. Yeah. 
I mean, I know they're missing Azabuki, but they, uh... So, the story of the night last night was I made a, a little parlay. <laughs> Three-tamer included Kansas, money line at Texas. Kansas was a two-point dog. Yeah, that didn't work out well. Yeah. But the other legs, how did they do? <laughs> so, yeah, they didn't. I, I lost all three legs, and and honestly, Vanderbilt Vanderbilt was plus nine at home against Kentucky. I I actually going into it, I watched Kentucky a couple times, and I I just didn't. I wasn't as impressed. And then they were up thirty at halftime, and I was like, Vanderbilt scored fifteen points at. <laughs> So, I I sent I sent you a text like at halftime of that game. I was like, well, at least I lost all three. <laughs> I didn't I didn't like get to Vanderbilt yeah. and be like have some hope on my thirty dollar parlay. Yeah, and then just have my soul crushed. No, I lost the first yeah, just, game. Just kill it dead. And the second game, I the second game I actually I should have I probably should have won. Um, that was the Missouri State Valpo game. Never bet with your heart. That's that's your problem. Well, I didn't. That was the thing. I well, went you against my heart. You shouldn't bet with your head either. <laughs> I I bet Valpo at plus. Or no, I bet Valpo at what was it minus minus two? No. No, you had. No, I had Valpo at plus two, but I you bet took on the, the money, money line. line, and they would have covered the points, but you took the money line. I took the money line, and Missouri State beat them in overtime. I know this because you're the only person who put Valpo in a parlay last night in the history <laughs> of the world. Uh, no one else was looking to throw that game in their parlay. Well, like I said, you. like I said, that game that was like honestly after I lost, you know, after I after the Kansas game and I the parlay was dead, I was cheering for Missouri State, but um, you know, Missouri State ends up winning in overtime with some. Well, some bullshit down down the stretch, <laughs> like some total bullshit. A couple of fouls. It's like, uh, and they made they made free throws to send it to overtime, and then up three in overtime, up three in overtime, and foul a three point shooter. <laughs> like, what in the hell is happening? Yeah, they still won. So I lost all three legs. That's all that matters. Yeah, usually I I try to. Like warn you against betting parlays, but at least you didn't bet all three straight up. I guess you so and technically you saved you some money last yeah, night. Yeah, I did. So I did. good job by you. Um, <laughs> yep. So uh, yeah, college. The the thing or, was is like you even said I actually like this bet. <laughs> that, I was like, you don't you didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I just yeah, it just you, didn't work out. Parlays rarely work out. Oh, well, Vanderbilt, good good game. <laughs> Forty-five to fifteen at halftime. I mean, it was How over. How do you score fifteen? Yeah, I know. Hey, Missouri State beat Loyola, who went to the Final Four last year. They beat Loyola last week, okay? And Loyola scored eleven points in the second half. They beat them seventy to thirty-five, and they scored eleven in the second half. Gosh, I was I I could not believe what I was watching. It was a close game at half. And eleven. Are we Thank sure that's you. not a different Loyola? I know there's a few Loyolas. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure it's the same group. But no. Uh, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Loyola, the team that made it to the final four, and you're here like there's no way Wisconsin can ever get there. It's true. I'm not saying I I I will retract if I said that 
then I will retract it. But I, what I mean is, you like, said you didn't. Like I don't their like style. putting money on something that I feel like is a pretty much a sure thing that it's going to lose. You just did last night. I don't. Well, boom in your face. I didn't think it was a sure thing it was going to lose, but uh, it no, did. Nobody lose. ever does. Yeah. Nobody ever really puts money down, going, "Yeah, this is going to lose." But I also watched Loyola last year, and they were. I thought they were really good last year. So anyway. I don't got anything else, man. Do you? No, man. Let's uh, let's skip the Super Bowl and watch something else. Well, we're gonna be playing poker anyway, so that's probably true. I don't really care that much about it. Yeah, go Packers. This will be this will be a kind of background Super Bowl game for me. Twenty nineteen is the year of the Packers. No. Yep. No. Yep. New coach. Chiefs. Lafleur. Chiefs coming back. We will Chief, try to Chiefs Packers Super Bowl. Are we going. Uh, fuck no. <laughs> After I look to see how much it costs this year, whatever. Yeah. Where yeah. where is the Super Bowl next year? Uh, I think it's in Miami next year, and then two years, uh, it goes to L.A. in their new stadium. Yeah, and then within five, it'll be in Vegas. I bet. Uh, yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think five the years second no. year, um, that Vegas has one. Yeah, it'll be in Vegas. Now, I might go out there and not go to the game. Just go to, like, a sports... Man, it'll be so crowded. Dude, that would be so awesome. It would be so... Yeah. I've been to to Vegas uh, twice for Super Bowls. And they were both... It was actually... It's funny, because they were both... um, Both years, the Patriots played the Giants. Were the two years I've been to the Super Bowl out there. Yeah, I bet it'd be nuts if the game was actually there, though. Like, it... Oh, yeah. Good luck, like, finding anywhere to sit and watch it. Yeah, good, good luck. luck. Good luck. You're trying to get a comp room that week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, we're gonna sell that for a thousand dollars a night. Sorry, we're not comping you that night. So, are you sure? Because I just lost all my money on twenty two black, and uh, I even yeah. bet enough t- for the table minimum. So I was yeah. hoping. Weird. Uh, all right, man. Well, uh, enjoy the enjoy the last football game of the year, yeah. and we will talk to you guys next week with a little football recap and. Uh, we'll move, move move on a little heavier into you know your spring sports and and that kind of thing hopefully there's some movement in baseball but yeah. please all right go rams cheers, cheers.